Hello everybody and welcome to the technical area, your weekly football manager podcast brought to you by me, your host, Gaffer Grima once again. Football is back. Premier League has returned. Championship playoffs of League One and League Two have resumed with their usual un- lack of straightforwardness. That complex not knowing of what is going to happen each weekend as every twist and turn continues to excite and this weekend promises to continue that trend further. La Liga is back underway. We have La Liga's youngest ever player last night. Well, Wednesday night, last night at the time of recording at Real Mallorca. Calcio has come back in Italy and has been free on live score to stream the matches there. Not a sponsor, not an ad, just a tip if you haven't been made aware of that just yet. So the live score app, if you haven't downloaded it yet, but I'm sure most people have. The Bundesliga is entering its final weekend. And despite the fact the fan noises of all of these games remind me of why I play Football Manager in silence, the football world is starting to resemble normality once again. And I suppose that is a great, great source of happiness now. After the months and months of stress, anxiety, doom, gloom, fear, panic that the world has been gripped in. So it's great to see that we're finally coming back to some sense of normality or at least something to take our minds off the situation that for three months we really, really lacked. In fact, things are starting to resemble normality so much that my FM time has been curbed this week. As work commitments, amongst other things, have begun to reinsert themselves in the way of me switching on my laptop with the same frequency which I was over the past couple of months. But nonetheless, I'm beginning to go full Bayern. I have a double-digit lead in the Bundesliga. I have two semi-finals, one in the DFB Pokal, one in the Champions League ahead of me in my next few FM sessions, so... Even in my football manager universe, it's starting to look a lot more normal than it was. The rough spell at Bayern is over. The injury crisis is starting to end. So hopefully I can finish the season off strongly after that wobble in January, February of 2023. Now just before we dive into the full content of this week's podcast, I just want to make sure that you are aware It's a very, very, very warm day in Ireland. In fact, they're saying it could be the hottest day of the year with temperatures forecast of 28 degrees. Now, I know for some of you in the UK listening that, you know, even further afield at 28 degrees doesn't seem that warm at the moment. For us in Ireland, this is melting point. So, the windows are open. There may be some background noise from pigeons and other flying creatures that do kind of confuse themselves with the reflections they see in the attic windows where i am recording so if there are any of that background noises i do apologize if it does confuse you wherever you are listening but here back to football manager my Bayern side has a few issues we have a few aging players and aging key players nonetheless Thomas Lewandowski, uh, Thomas Lewandowski, Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller. 
with the technicals and mentals of both players still resembling their prime eras, still peak players of global football, with declining physicals, I'm starting to feel like these players can no longer be relied upon. And I'm having to rethink their roles in the squad for next season, as we really can no longer rely upon them to continue in their usual positions with their usual standards and usual performances, usual contributions. And that is, so rethinking roles, rethinking positions is something I'm having to do. Now, granted, I do have a 36 year old, almost 37 year old Manuel Neuer still in goal, but um, future. In real world terms, any uh, RC Lawn's goalkeeper, Willacar Farinez, has finally joined us. He will be joining officially at the start of the 2023-2024 season. So we will begin to see the end of one of the game's greats, Emmanuel Neuer. But with Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller retraining them, I think, is my option going forward. And that's the... That's this episode. That's what this episode, episode 31, is going to be focused on the retraining of players. So, reinventing players, really, as well, to prolong their legacies at Bayern Munich. Now, I'm going to, of course, have a load of sources listed down below in the episode notes for you to go and find out. But the one I'd recommend you most to look at is someone who actually even contributed to the podcast with further comments, and that was Oliver Jensen and his piece on retraining players. And in particular, his case study of retraining Neymar as a regista in FM20 with Monaco following on from the success that OJ had in 2017-18 I think with Barcelona and the retraining of Lionel Messi as a regista so that piece got me thinking it inspired this episode I thank Oliver and all those other people who did get involved with the with their contributions in this week's episode. So that'd be the one of the main sources down below that I would advise you to check out. But let's get into it, I suppose, shall we? Because when gaps appear in a team, finding a player to fill them is not always straightforward. What may seem to be a logical choice may not always turn out to be a seamless fit. Even in the transfer market, Finding a player to come in and fill that gap may be unrealistic. It also may be unachievable. It could even be there's a player in your squad who you don't want to lose. But keeping them in their prime position and role is becoming less and less effective. And you're beginning to question their future with you and your club. Now fortunately for us in Football Manager... And for football managers in real life, in the real world. When posed with questions like these, the answers could often come in the shape of square pegs. But square pegs malleable enough to fill these round holes that we have appearing in our squads. And that's something I started this week off just with a simple Weird Community introductory question to this week's topic. Have you focused on retraining players for new positions or new roles in FM20? And a resounding 81.8% of players, 81.8% of voters said yes. OJ, that's at FM Football Manager. Yep, and of course his article on Neymar is one of our episode sources. Definitely check that one out. At Charlie Tango FM, 
always retraining players for new roles. I'm constantly looking for attributes where a player would be more suited to a different position. And I suppose it's one thing that we can always check out very, very easily. Because we all, it's very easy to see in what positions, what roles demand what attributes of each player. Because different positions and different roles demand a player have strengths in certain areas. Versatility in players can be seen in their attributes, not just being standouts in some key areas. A simple way to scout players and football managers to search players is you can search by attributes. So if you go into your player search under the transfers tab, and you want to use make a new search, you can pick the attributes to fulfill a certain role, a certain position. So for example, even if you select a position such as a full back on support, for example, you could get players appearing on this list who are not full backs and support. You could get box to box midfielders, Mazalas, you could get wingers, defensive midfielders, you could even get centre backs. Sometimes the answers to your problems could come players who don't seem exactly to be just what you need and then like we've just said there with the fullbacks often the versatility of players can come in complementary ways and I know for example this year there's a lot of you know chat a lot of conversation about fullbacks finding good quality fullbacks and I know a lot of people are looking to sign wingers at a young age and retrain them to make them attacking fullbacks. And I suppose there is a great precedent to follow this example because how many players in the real life, how many players do you hear when you're watching a game with the commentator say he began his career as a winger and has ended up as a fullback? And especially the way the modern game is going the role of fullbacks evolving in the game to almost become these deeper, wider playmakers. It's not hard to see why player, people and players may find themselves looking for new positions and new roles to plot the future of their own careers and their, their team's future careers as well. But why retrain a player? There's many reasons. You can provide additional cover in a position without any financial outlay. You can make a player a more effective presence in your tactic. You could allow players to swap positions during a game, adding an unpredictable element to your tactical style. And you can make a player more effective based on the attributes he has. And the community also had some different thoughts on the main reasons you set out to retrain a player. 80% to fit my tactics. 10% to look to improve a player. No voters actually say to lessen transfer costs, which I was a little bit surprised because I know at lower league management levels especially, retraining players to play in different positions, different roles could be a way of avoiding continuous financial outlay on players to fill gaps. And then 10% had different reasons. Oliver Jensen, an FM football manager. It's usually to move a player who is in decline further back. For example, to defensive midfield. But also to cover areas where short. Wing backs are hard to find, so I usually chuck a winger back there. At or for Vijez, or for VJEZ, I apologise if I 
butchered how I said that. I really am. Sorry. I usually retrain the player to make him an overall better player and more versatile player. And then Charlie Tango FM. Tactics. Always tactics. So it's interesting to see even across the community, everyone does have their own reasons, different reasons. And it adds to your own personal philosophy. And even for those of us who mightn't follow the reasons like Oliver, like or for Vijayas or Charlie Tango, we could certainly take on board the advice they have to improve a player, to improve our tactics, and or to fill a need that we can't seem to find an answer to. So when beginning to make the initial moves and retraining a player, the attribute screen is the best place to go. Because under the attribute screen, you can highlight a player's attributes for all positions and all roles in football manager. Obviously, goalkeeping aside. Unfamiliars and positions and roles will not be highlighted on the profile screen of a player. So having to go down to the attributes instead of a player's profile, it's in the top left corner, there's a little drop down menu and you hover over. It's going down to attributes, top right corner, you can select position and role there and you can see the capability of a player to be retrained. Of course, he does work for football manager, he does work for SI, so it's a case of he is in the know but Seb Wassel has become a great source of knowledge on Twitter with his threads of late and one of those recently did touch on the topic of retraining a player and Seb's advice when beginning the process is to use positional familiarity to judge how familiar a player is with a position and thus if their attributes will be affected when playing there. Now positional familiarity is the disc on the pitch indicating position is how familiar a player is with that position. This will affect some of their mental attributes and thus performance. You can train positional familiarity. You cannot train role suitability as it is simply a visual indication of the attributes required to play that role. So then, what about role suitability? But Seb says to use role suitability to judge how well suited a player's attributes are to a role. This already takes position into account. Role suitability. Now the disc under role and duty is simply a reflection of how well suited the player's attributes are to the roles under that position. This will not affect their attributes or performance. Role suitability takes into account positional familiarity in its display. So a player that cannot play a position well will not be displayed as being able to play that role well as they are not considered suited to the position. This does not change how well suited their attributes are in isolation, however. A player will become more suited to a role the better the applicable attributes become, which you can see under the highlight drop-down on the player's profile. You can specifically train the attributes required for a role via individual training. So to begin to make the moves to retrain a player, go to the development screen. Training, position, role, duty. And that's where the process begins. Now as players age, physical attributes will decline. It is natural in football manager just as it's natural in real life. So retraining can be based on the player's strengths. Their familiarity can range from natural, accomplished, competent, unconvincing, awkward, makeshift or ineffectual. 
So when retraining a player, accomplished should always be the target. Now there is a strong precedent to retrain players, as many real-life examples highlight just how effective retraining players can be. Javier Mascherano at Barcelona. Leaving Liverpool as one of the Premier League and possibly the world's foremost defensive midfielders, Mascherano didn't fit in with the style of the team at Barcelona in his natural position. With questions over his future, Mascherano found himself moved deeper to becoming a centre-back. But his attributes, his mental strength, all of those allowed him to become a successful player as a centre-back. Not only prolonging his career at Barcelona, but prolonging his career possibly as one of the world's foremost players, especially on the defensive side of the game. Rude Hullet had a fantastically successful career in world football. His move from attacking midfield to sweeper, especially at Chelsea, raised plenty of eyebrows. However, at the beginning of his professional career, just like many other players, Rude Hullet was a you know, was making waves, was making his name in a different position, and that was as a defensive midfielder. So, obviously, schooled at the Dutch School of Football, where players do play in different positions to make sure that they're familiar with all facets of the game, Hull was successful in making the transition deeper, 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 until he ran the game from sweeper at Chelsea. Gareth Bale possibly become dropping the jinx tag at Tottenham as a fullback. Where he was offered to, you know, clubs at the lower end of the Premier League and even in the upper ends of the Championship at some points. He proposed has made one of the greatest transformations we've seen in world football, becoming a standout winger and forward, earning himself a world record at the time move to Real Madrid, where of course he has set the world alight, though. Unfortunately, injuries have hampered his. I suppose claim to becoming world of the world's best players and challenging consistently for those individual awards. Andrea Pirlo as well, another player who successfully reinvented career following a position move. Pirlo began his career as at number 10, the Trek Artista, but I suppose made his name deeper in the pitch as the regista, the director of his team's play. After an unsuccessful time at Inter Milan, it was a it was a forced move at Brescia back to the deeper role that saw Pirlo begin to grab the headlines and grab attention once again. And I suppose the presence of Roberto Baggio as Brescia's attacking midfielder at the time certainly made sure that the young Pirlo would not make his name further up the pitch. But the fact his vision and his lack of pace Certainly, and his positional sense, I suppose, certainly acquitted themselves well to seeing him become one of the world's best playmakers, but from deeper back on the pitch. Lothar Mateus, the box-to-box energetic midfielder, became again just like Ruth Hull, a sweeper, moving deeper. Just like one of the players who set the same precinct before him, Franz Beckenbauer, moving back from that central midfield role to the sweeper role, the director role almost, that it became in world football. And then, of course, one of world's world football's biggest bad boys, Sergio Ramos, broke onto the scene as a young right-back at Sevilla. And then at Real Madrid, made the move essentially to become, you know, that centre-back that, I suppose, if he's on your team, you love him. But if you're playing against him, you certainly do hate him. 
and recently became La Liga's top scoring defender of all time. Retraining players is not a simple thing to do. It is a process. And it's a process that has to be informed by good decision making at the beginning. We have to look at a player and determine what is the reason we feel we need to retrain them. What is the reason they need to change position? And as in the community, everybody says the same thing 100% of the votes is that the attributes are the biggest determiner. So, like we said, technicals. Technicals and mentals are attributes players could consistently have at a very, very high level. But it's the physicals that eventually will see a player's career dwindle down. It's in the same in all sports. It's, you know, some, we get some freaks that seem to last into their late 30s, early 40s. LeBron James, Tom Brady, two names that definitely jump to mind. But just because the player has good technical attributes just because a player has good mental attributes just a player even has good physical attributes that doesn't mean the player is a candidate for successful retraining scouts and coaches reports they can outline whether a player can be retrained to another position successfully now that information is based off the hidden attribute in regards to a player's versatility now, can you play football manager with the hidden attributes visible? Yes, of course you can, through the use of the football manager 20 editor. But of course, if you do want to play the game in that more typical traditional style, that typical traditional way, stick to the reports would be my advice. That's how I play. I do have use of the FM editor. I bought it just in case I went for the San Francisco Rush journey in FM20 to edit the club in but in terms of making those changes to see the hidden attributes it's something it's a temptation that i always strive to avoid a great piece of advice from oliver jensen's um article his blog post on player retraining and of course i think he did say in that piece he did have said was i'll read over just to make sure it was correct but when a player is at his peak so he's reached his maximum potential ability. There is no further room for him to develop. So something has to give. Many things use up a player's potential ability. Like being two-footed. Being able to play many positions. Their attributes, etc. So you will see a decline in other areas. In order to see improvement in a new position. Now when making these changes, can age be seen as a barrier? I'm not so sure. In real life, we have many examples. Milner, to the left back, I suppose, is a great example of an old dog picking up some new tricks, even if some bad midfield habits do stay in place, such as the irrational, sometimes irregular, uh, ability to tackle. But as Oliver Jensen showed, retraining a 33-year-old Neymar, one of the world's foremost wingers and forwards, one of the world's most flamboyant players to becoming a regista, in football manager up until the age of 35 was a successful move so age shouldn't really be seen as a barrier and when considering the move to retrain a player have a look at his player traits because they can play a considerable role in the development of a player in a new position or role 
to successfully retrain a player, he's going to need game time in his new position, in his new role. That versatility hidden attribute can determine the speed of the adaptation to the new position. Just try avoid peaking if you can. High decision-making attribute will help him make fewer mistakes in his new position. So maybe that could be an extra determiner whether or not you wish to consider actually moving a player to a new place on the pitch. If you want to judge a player's versatility, the more positions present on their position role and duty screen, the more versatile he will be. Role-based attributes, of course, can be seen on the attribute screen. So select to see which attributes apply to a player's potential position role, duty. And then consider the following. Is there a need for this player to be retrained? And can I give this player game time in his new position? And am I willing to give this player game time in his new position? Consider the player's age. Does the player have the potential to improve? Consider his personality and his training rating. His mentality will be a big determiner as to whether your proposed change will work. Focus on the players with good personalities to make these changes. Training ratings can show you how a player is doing in training, a potential insight into this successful retraining in his new position. And that last piece there did come from FM Grasshopper's piece on the byline, another piece I would highly recommend you check out. Even though it does date from FM19, the same basic principles to apply in FM20. So just before you head off to check out all that additional information from the sources in the episode notes, and just before you head off to see if you can successfully retrain your whole squad, why not just take a moment to leave a positive review or share on your socials with your followers this episode, this podcast, if you have enjoyed it. Check out the site below. It's my blog post home where you'll find all my stories from FM20. As FM20 has gone on, I've realized that the podcast is possibly the place for me to make more academic and theoretical contributions to the football manager story. But if you are looking just for some story-driven content, that's the blog post. That's where the save posts. Am I considering making some changes and adding some content to the academic side of FM20? Possibly. But a lot of it will be dependent on what is written in my episode notes. So if you don't, so if that would be something you'd be interested in, just let me know. Turning the episode notes, turning these episodes into written blogs, written articles. As the summer holidays approach for me as a teacher, I could be looking for something a little bit to take my mind off the additional free time that I will have, especially considering there'll be no holidays this year. Links, of course, can be found down below in the episode notes to the site and, of course, to the socials of me, Gaffer Gramo, and the podcast at Technical Area over on Twitter. Although I've become a little bit inactive on Slack lately, again, I do apologise. Twitter is possibly the best, is probably the best place to get in touch with me. Or email, you can obviously email me over on the, the site as well. We are the community interactions and form a vital part of the podcast. Whether it's through votes and polls, adding additional comments, sending in questions, just whatever it is, even DMs, whatever it is, send it in, get involved. You're always welcome 
because at the end of the day this is a one man podcast this is a one voice podcast so your additional comments your votes they will change they can influence just the shape of each podcast i do record the theme music from this podcast has been edited and it is from pond five if you wish to launch a competitive or even better fm podcast than what you're listening to right now podcast in any area or even if you're just looking to get some you know uh, music artwork whatever it is to enhance your blog posts your twitch streams your youtube videos whatever it is that you do that's where this music came from and i would highly recommend it this is not an ad this is not sponsored that's what i'd recommend so as the summer reaches the scorching peaks of late june early july as we enjoy a world cup feeling to domestic football from across europe and as we continue to bask in the glory that comes with our football manager saves i want to say again a massive thank you for listening have a great weekend have a great week next week the polls all that stuff will be going again next week on monday where i will decide over the weekend what topic we will go with for episode 32 but until then i've been gaffer Graymo. this has been the technical area stay safe wash those hands and i'll talk to you soon bye now <laughs>